0: Welcome back to 3 Pup Par. My name is Mike Caridi, and I'm your host. Uh, I do have someone else here with me this week. If you did listen last week to the solo show, I did have a couple of people reach out and say they they enjoyed it. They're probably mad gamblers because it was a very heavy gambling episode. Um, if you do have any feedback, positive or negative, please just let me know because always trying to make this product as good as it can be. Um, but, yeah, it, it was different doing, doing it by myself, to be honest. But uh, with a very, very heavy workload and travel work, Travelling last week, it just made sense to try and get something out, just so that everyone had something to listen to, uh, and a bit of an update on what Tory Pines might look like. Uh, it is episode number 26, and back for his fourth appearance is Will Kay. Fifth. I think, it it's, fifth. I think it's
1: lucky number five this oh, time around, so yeah. I'm
0: losing track of it already. There
1: you go. <laughs> I can't blame you. Can't blame
0: Welcome you. Welcome back, mate.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. It's a uh, It's been a hot day down in Hobart, and so we're... Uh, Excited to uh, stretch out the golf season as long as we can.
0: Now, uh, we will get to the – I know a lot of people through the socials understand now why I was in King Island this week. I was with the No Laying Up guys for a few days. But we did talk a lot about Seven Mile while we were down there. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, how's Seven Mile going?
1: Uh, really well. I, I was down there this week uh, on Monday, Tuesday, something like that, delivering yep. some of the new – follows that we've got to the guys on the crew so they were very excited to see those ones come across yeah and it's um it's looking fantastic if it could have uh like this heat is fantastic for it to grow but we just need the rain and as soon as the rain comes it will come exploding out of the ground so it's all of the um the final couple of holes getting seeded and all those sort of things so it's it's now up to Mother Nature to help us out and get us there. But I put up a couple of bits on the socials this week about the um, the practice facilities, and even just those ones are going to be fantastic down there. So yeah. um, the uh, the big designers, uh, Mike DeVries, Mike Clayton, uh, had their their free reign on the course, but uh, Matt Goggin, along with Lucas Michelle and a couple of other very handy players, had free reign to create an amazing practice facility. So it's going to be a, a haven down there from dawn to dusk for golfers so it's going to be a lot of fun
0: yeah the practice facilities these days are like key at the end of the day they're key right so we were mm. talking a lot about um pk as well obviously while we we're away and if you want to see courses that just seconds are numb when it comes to practicing that's a place you want to be be practicing out of is peninsula kingswood but it's mm. something that's expected like if, if if you're looking for a new course to join or play at you know you really want mm. to be able to go and do that. You want to be able to warm up, it might, might not be about hitting driver, it might be about just chipping and putting and really uh-huh. getting a feel for it.
1: Oh, 100%. And particularly with a resort course as well where a lot of the players will be coming off a, a big flight or something like that, so they'll need to uh, blow the dust off somehow. And so, so going out there and seeing a nice big practice range, practice bunker, really nice uh, generous practice green next to the first tee, mm. it's a, a nice little luxury there.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good lead into my week. Uh, so I didn't warm up. So yeah, so for I'm not going to spoil anyone, so I don't have to say no spoilers. So um, Will was obviously across it, but I wasn't going to share it until the No Laying Up guys made it pretty clear on all their socials that they were down in King Island for a couple of days. I did have the luxury of heading down there with the boys, um, and it was exceptional. We didn't warm up when we got to Wickham, and I topped the ball straight off the first into the scrub and just shook my head. Um, they 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 were very polite and said, "Were you concerned about the cameras? Because um, it was cameras on Shh. myself and I was all mic'd up." And I said, "No, I'm just, just not very good at golf, so it's just, <laughs> just don't 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 be stressed about me." Um, but it was very much for me a, a couple of days of um, I looked at it like keep up and shut up. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not definitely it wasn't going to be the star of the show, so it was just good being around them. Um, we were up at Wickham Day One uh, and then Ocean Dunes like I said, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. Um, the one thing I will share that won't be in the edit because, uh, we weren't, didn't have cameras rolling, um, was on the way up to Wickham. We, we'd driven out of the airport, grabbed something to eat at the bakery, which, you know, still one of the best bakeries in Australia, the King Island bakery, headed up to Wickham. If anyone who has been down there, it's pretty much one road. I think it's actually called North road. You go straight up past the dairy, uh, all the way up. And, uh, yeah, it's one, one. it's dual lane, but it's, uh, you know, very, very small. And I don't even know that there's lines on the road. Um, and as we were heading up, I was driving one of the utes and I just saw another car in the distance coming across from my left-hand side. So we were going to cross over an intersection. Now I had right away, it was just a straight road for me. This driver was going to have to stop. Something in my brain told me to slow down a little bit. I don't know why. And I mean, I, well, it's 100 kilometers an hour and I probably slowed down to about 90 um, just in case he didn't see us coming because it was a sand dune that he was coming behind just before he got to that intersection. And lucky I did because he didn't see us and Oof. he didn't pause, didn't even look at his brake. He was actually still just putting his seatbelt on and rolling through at about 20 oh. kilometres an hour, straight through the intersection. And we came on, up on him at about 80 kilometres an hour and d- driving the the dual cab ute or pickup – Uh, dumping it back into second gear from fifth and then hitting the brakes and then steering away. For a split second, it was like, do I hit him or do I hit the pole? And which one's going to slow me down and do the least amount of damage? And somehow he kept rolling, saw us when we were nearly hitting him, like he he saw us three, four metres away from his car, Um, dumped it into the off-road section, missed the pole somehow and then steered it back onto the road. So there was nearly a a very, very ordinary... uh, Week for the boys flying, flying all Damn. the way from uh, the other side of the world and then being in a really, really big car accident. Um, so, yeah, Solly was pretty happy. Solly was sitting behind me. Uh, no one really spoke for the first two seconds. Solly just tapped me on the shoulder and said, Mike, thank you so much for not getting us killed. <laughs> uh, and it was kind of a little bit of a gag that when we had two utes and Ross was driving one or TC was driving one. Uh, I think Randy had a crack at the at the manual at one point as well, but I was driving the other car and there was a little bit of a fight most of the time to get into my car because I thought the <laughs> defensive driving skills of the Aussies might be a bit better. Um, but thankfully that was the, the closest we had to a drama outside of fighting the wallabies that we all do um, every time mm. we're down there. But mm-hmm. it was a really, really, really good two days. Um, lots of people have asked what it was like um, and anyone that does listen to No Laying Out, which I'm sure many of you do, uh, I would describe it as walking around in a podcast for two days. And then every now and then being asked a question from the people in the podcast, it was, it was quite surreal and just a lot of fun. All the guys were awesome. Um, just really, really good people. Obviously, um, TC, Neil, Solly, DJ, Randy, um, were playing, uh, golf. And then you had, um, Sarge who was on the cameras, Ross Flanagan. Uh, My life of golf was obviously there all week with the cameras and then we had um, Kev, who's one of the other boys from the No Laying Up crew, on, in, on cameras as well. And then I was um, playing as the, th- the third in the second three. So, yeah, it was a good two days. Really, really good days. Really, really big thank you to, first up, Cam at Ocean Dunes. Anyone that gets to Ocean Dunes or at King Island anytime soon, make sure you go and say day to Cam. He's an absolute legend. I think the boys, um, in particular, TC, fell in love with him. It was a really, really good good day there, and, and Cam couldn't have been nicer um, especially when he had to sell us a slab of beer to go back, take us back to the house. Um, and Daisy up at Weekend was awesome as well. Daisy and her team up there were really, really hospitable, which was just awesome. And everyone on the island always is. You know, you can't drive anywhere without having to wave, "good day" to everybody. We obviously went to the shop. Claire looked after us there, which was awesome. Um, and we bought some cheese there. It was a really good trip. Um, you'll see the videos coming out. I can't wait to see it. It'll be, mm. it'll be just amazing. So, um, really, really can't wait to see it.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun for, for those outside to see what you're not spoiling for us mm, and uh, yeah. see all those bits and pieces through there because it's it looked certainly as though it was going to get a couple of great shots on camera too, a couple of nice uh, sort of the golden hours uh, stretch yep. pretty well. And I'll be very interested to hear their analysis of Ocean Dunes versus Cape Wickham yep. as to uh, what they like more and yes. why and how and all those things. It's always a big conversation when you come back from either – King Island or Barn Bugle, which of yeah. the two pairs you like and why and things. So it'll be – I'm looking forward to seeing that.
0: Uh, uh, without spoiling it, you will 100% get that, get that review and you'll get that answer mm. um, because, yeah, obviously, like everybody else, it's the first thing everyone talks about. Um, mm-hmm. and we did play weekend first and we did, and and so obviously the boys talked about what they thought about it and then the next day was Ocean Juniors they did the same and then they had the ability to discuss the both of them. Um, yeah, it was just beautiful, beautiful two days. The boys couldn't have had more fun, which is all I was hoping that they would get out of it, which was just really, really good.
1: Cool. Mm, yep. No, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the scores as well. There's a
0: couple yes. of challenging
1: holes on both of those, uh, courses. So, uh, no, good fun.
0: And, and, and again, not spoiling it, the wind was up. So, the wind mm. was up at Ocean Dunes and the, and it was turned up to 11 at, at Wickham. So, oh, the, okay. boys, the boys had a, uh, the boys had the proper King Island experience. It was very good. It wasn't unplayable any stretch. It was just, you know, mm-hmm. it was a solid day, which was which was awesome.
1: Uh, good. Um, I was intrigued when the, uh, the Golf Digest rank, ranking crew went out there and said that Wickham was basically unplayable and how yep. did you possibly put a course there and <laughs> all those sort of things because it's, it's still the best course, I'd say, just about anywhere that I've played that has just the flow from green to tee yep. where you just – you just slide straight from one to the next. But uh, anyway, I'll be very intrigued to see this new experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. And travel-wise, you're you're the next man on the plane.
1: I'm very excited. It's been a long time between drinks. I'm playing, I've got a friend coming over from the UK who's been good enough to uh, bring his membership to Royal Melbourne so that I can uh, go and visit and play with him there. And uh, I was a member there many moons ago, but it's been a good seven or eight years since I've raced the fairways. And Yep. Probably 100% of my architecture knowledge has come since I left there, which is uh, hindsight being 2020. I wish I'd uh, had a bit more knowledge back then. But anyway, I'll be very excited about coming and playing there and hopefully, uh, well, potentially playing 36 holes the day after down at Peninsula Kingswood as well, which I haven't played since all the renovations. So a big, exciting week of uh sandbelt golf for
0: me. The... Um- when you played it last time, handicap pretty similar or have you improved or?
1: Uh, yes, around about. So it's probably one or two shots either way. So yep. I was probably probably at the end of my decent play over in Melbourne and then I came back to Tassie and had a couple of years where it went out a bit and now I'm probably back to about where I was That's again. So about, about the same spot.
0: It'll be interesting because obviously playing a course like Royal Melbourne and Peninsula, or um, any of the courses, once you sort of get the understanding of that architecture and it fitting with, for me, better handicappers I've sort of played mm. along, it does change the way you you do things. So it'll be interesting to see how you, whether you notice anything, you're attacking it differently or hitting different shots than you would mm. have, you know, years ago.
1: Yeah, the, the biggest change I found was the two big things that I found going from Tassie to Royal Melbourne the first time was you really have to read every putt, even if it's a two-foot putt, You've still got to really play the break in the putt unless you're a uh, an incredibly confident uh, yeah. putter and you just nail it and you then have a 20-footer back if you miss it. And also, it was one club less into every green, basically, because yep. in Tassie, it hits and stops, and at Royal Melbourne, it hits and keeps hitting. So, yeah, it's a, so I'll be in. It's 3D golf over yep. there, and I'm excited to get back into it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a good... Um... It's never a bad day at either either of those yeah. facilities. You're never ever, ever ever gonna have a bad day. Um no. when you've talked about the the confident part or at least giving it a bit of a bit of a wrap, we're gonna start with the the Australian event this week because mm. we've both just this has been recorded earlier, It's a Sunday night, so we've just both finished watching the the tournament players series down at Rosebud Country Club here in Melbourne in Victoria. Um and Kazuma Kabori. The man who clearly doesn't like me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really like the guy. I think he, I think he's an absolute superstar in the making. But yeah, like I said, after he played the Asia Pacific Amateur and turned pro, I literally picked him and bet on him every single week until last week, and he went and won the one at the Murray, and then he backed it up this week and won in Vic. But why I mentioned the putting was Matty Goggin of Seven Mile Fame had a chance to put a bit of pressure on him on the final hole.
1: He really did. And he he had a go at it. So he was certainly going for the win where mm. he was uh having a go at uh, making birdie and uh just pushed a bit far past and then missed the return putt. So finished two shots behind the uh uh behind Kazuma. But it was um yeah, there were a couple of others on the way through that could have gone in that didn't, yeah. and things like that. And so I'd be really intrigued to see the uh the strokes gained putting between uh, Kazuma and Matt, because I'd say Matt would be probably square with the field at, at best, and I reckon Kazuma's plus two or three. And I don't know that we have any of those uh, bits of data, but Kazuma, they were saying on the telecast, is the uh, the best putter in the Australian uh, tour, and yep. it showed a couple of times. That having said that, he did three putt the first hole, and uh, but apart from
0: that, um, yes, he's uh,
1: got his got his eye in on the greens.
0: Yeah, he um, oh, I think he had ten feet for par for the win. Mm. I mean, it looked like a pretty straight putt. Had the the camera straight, down the line, but he still got to hit it, uh, yeah. and he hit it perfectly, end over end. Yep. The line ball mark just just didn't mm-hmm. move. So it was a really really good putt. Um, it was a pre- look. It wasn't a great week for the picks. We, we in the email we didn't have Kazuma again. Thankfully, just, why would you why would you want to pick the guy? <laughs> a little bit like what I said last week. I don't mind the idea of. Of picking someone to win if they've won their last start, as long as I say it was like three, four weeks ago they won and then they come and play three, four weeks later. Mm-hmm. But if someone wins this week and they're playing again next week, I don't would normally pick them. And that was the thing that went against Kazuma this week. I just thought it's a big, it's a big emotional rollercoaster to win an event. So to back up and do it again the next week is 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 very, 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 very good. But like mm-hmm. they can't, oh. especially for someone young. You know, we're not talking about mm-hmm. we're talking about a seasoned professional. We're not talking about Justin mm-hmm. Thomas, who's been around tours for years and played all over the world. We're talking about a guy who's just turned pro and he's won back-to-back events.
1: Yeah, no, and he he didn't look flustered. He just sort of he looked fairly unassuming and yeah. wandered through and smiled and just did what he had to do. And it yep. was um, it was pretty controlled in the end. So it was um, yeah, shame because I just wanted to. Say, uh, Goggin comes through with a win, yeah. but um, but as you've got to respect what Kazuma did, it was uh, a good win.
0: Well, that's the thing. I um I was a bit concerned that you wouldn't be available for the podcast if Matt won. I thought there'd <laughs> be champagne bottles popping all over all over Hobart. <laughs> there should be. There absolutely there should, be. should have been.
1: Well, it wouldn't have been the first uh, win for a Tasmanian this year. They had Simon Hawks uh, pull in the Western yep. Australian Open not that long ago, and that was a very exciting time. So there's uh, there's a couple of names they're Look, they're probably the only two names that are on any leaderboards at the moment, but they're solid names. So. Yeah, no, they're both going very well, and and both uh, staffed by Seven Mile, I guess. So they've yeah. both got a couple of those logos around. So no, it's going well.
0: And if you do want one of those polos,
1: Seven Mile Golf Shop, uh, go go directly there. It's uh, you can just go to Seven Mile Golf and uh, follow the links to the shop, or uh, just on the socials as usual. But yep, go for it.
0: And Kazuma. I won't say I won't say definitively, but he'd have to be a ninety percent lock up for his European tour card next year. Um mm. top three, get a card off the Australian tour. Um, he is sitting second currently behind Minwoo is not obviously gonna be needing to pick that up. So yeah, I I, I, I can't imagine with two wins he's gonna get knocked out of that that top three spot. Um so yeah, you would say, you would assume that's gonna be a really, really good leapfrog for him this year. Mm. Um, same for David Mikkelouzzi and uh, Andrew Martin and uh Tommy Powellhorn who all got their cards last year. They're just trying to find ways in because you do end up with a card, you just end up with a lower grade card. So there's only certain mm-hmm. events you're gonna be able to get into. I did say Tommy last night. Tommy was in the pick. So last night, I should say happy, happy 30, happy 30th birthday to Lucas Michelle. So Lucas had a, yes. a little party last night. Um with the no-laying up guys going away party slash um, 30th for Lucas. So big thank you to Lucas for for having us there. Um, Tommy was there last night. I was a bit concerned as, as a gambler. It was one of those inside knowledge things. Well, do I want to bet against Tommy playing well? How many beers is he having? I was just keeping an eye on him. Um, It clearly didn't hurt him at all because he shot 67 today and finished T8. Yeah. He was in the picks. Uh, Todd Sinnott uh, was the number one pick of oh, this week. He finished fourth. Flew home with a 64. Mm-hmm. He had 64 in the second and the final round. So he is definitely one I'll be watching over the next few events. Uh, 71 in the third round is probably the only reason he, he wasn't either – in the top two um because you'd only go down by three shots. He had a very, very good week either way. Mm. it was a good yep, no look, great It's it's a good week for those guys. Um it's a it's an amazing course. I was down at Rosebard um maybe two months ago and played the the north course and it is mm. they do a play composite but the north course I think picks up most of the holes and it is really, really good. OCM has done some really good work there. So if you are down the coast, it probably is one of those forgotten courses. I think you sort of you drive straight past it and turn left and you go to St Andrews or you go to the Dunes or you go to you know Cape Shank or maybe you're heading over mm-hmm. to Flinders or Portsey, but yeah, it's right there on the corner and you can play. So you just get ahead of get ahead of it and um and go and have a have a book and they'll um I'm sure they can slot you in. If you're not getting on the north, you'll definitely get on the mm. south.
1: Yeah, no, I, I played it probably twenty years ago or so. Great, great little track. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Absolutely.
0: The other event this week. Um, which is finished, which normally wouldn't be finished by now on a Sunday mm-hmm. night our time, I actually quite like this. I actually really like the US finishing in the morning, then I get to watch mm-hmm. the Aussie events on a Sunday afternoon and then I can watch the European DP World Tour tonight. It's, by Monday morning, I'm like, I'm back. I'm it's, a <laughs> yep, it's, a <laughs> it's a great a really Sunday. Yep, it's a great Sunday. Full uh-huh. support. Um, Matthew Pavon. Now, Matthew Pavon we picked last year in the tips and he won it at any old odds on the DP World Tour. Now he's gone and won, I think it's his third start on the PGA Tour. Um yeah absolutely he he didn't win it with authority he did rattle he did rattle down the stretch did you get to watch any of it this morning I I didn't get no, to see this he, one
1: I was hold, holding my cards for the Australian tour but no yeah. that's fair enough
0: yeah he, he so like I said last week on the show so I've I've been lucky enough to play Tory south um and it is a long track uh it's it's really it really is a tough last you know 14 15 16 17 18 not too super tough uh, for a par five. It's not super long. Mm-hmm. It does have a little, I'll say pond in front. Um, but yeah, he really started to make a little bit of a mess of it on 14, but just kept scrambling away. So 14's kind of on the edge of the on the edge of the cliffs. He, he hit his second ball long and, and somehow got up and down. they thought it was out of bounds. They thought it had hopped over into the into the scrub and down the hill. But he did mm-hmm. get up and down from there, chip back up to a couple of feet, which was, which was very impressive. And then on 16 on the path three, which is a brutal path three. Um mm. I just looked at the numbers now. So I mean we're talking about two hundred and thirty yard path three. So for for you guys and girls at home that that's just a knock over two hundred meter path three, um, play straight into the sun. It's a brutal, brutal mm. hole. Hit it to twenty-three, sorry, he hit it to the greenside pot 80 feet, and then hit it out to 25 feet or 24 feet, and then rolled in the path from 20-something feet, which was Ooh. amazing. Yep. Now like he's back, he's back. And then seventeen. Yep. What did he do? He did exactly <laughs> what he shouldn't do. Uh, he 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 missed a putt from uh, three feet. No, Oof. five feet. But it was yep. one of those ones where no, it was three feet. He was about three feet away, and he hit it about five feet. But you know yeah. when you see someone who, and we've all seen it, right? You you're not. You've got. I felt like he had the line. They said it was nerves. I don't think it was nerves. I think he just never truly committed. So the line and the speed matching. I think he had uh-huh. the right line as long as he didn't hit it too hard. But he hit it like he was aiming for the center of the cup and taking the cup taking the break yeah. out, and it just went straight past. Yeah. it. As soon as he hit it, you're like, oh no, mate, uh-huh. that's, that ain't that ain't it. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't breaking that much. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the one where it looked like he was going to make an easy easy par, he made bogey, uh-huh. and then he got to eighteen, uh-huh. put it in the bunker. Uh, it was right up against the lip. All they said is just get it. I mean, like I said, it's not a long par five. All you have to do is get it out the fairway, hit it out into a spot in the rough, which was you couldn't see the ball. And I thought, oh, God, he's going to choke this away. And then he somehow hit this wedge out of the... You know when you see someone hit hit a wedge and their legs go flailing because they're putting everything Mm. into it and the ball just can go anywhere? Yep. Well, the ball went to the one place he exactly wanted it. Middle of the green, right on the edge of the slope. The slope then took it straight back down towards the hole. I think he had five feet for the win and 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 knocked it straight in for Birdie when it looked like he was a chance to make, you know, uh-huh. R at absolute best. So to walk off with Birdie in the win was just absolutely unbelievable for Yvonne. And he was he was emotional straight away. Like he grabbed his caddy, dug his head into the caddy's shoulder. Like I thought he was going to be in tears straight away. And he said in his post-round mm. interview that the tears will be there at some point and like his tattoo on his hand. Um, but it's just so, so, so impressive um, for him to hold on and... Probably a little bit of a knock. I mean, I know that the ten guys that got the tour cards off the DP World Tour and and people kicked up a bit of a stink. Well, first, Pavon, Hojgaard finished second, and Jaegers finished yep. third. Um, yeah. yeah, step up, guys. Absolutely, time, time for the mules to get involved because these yeah. these DP World Tour guys are coming. Just play better.
1: That's it. Play, play better, better, and they're, and they're not doing it. So it's uh, yeah, they like their little protected tour, and now the. Uh, the big Europeans are coming over and uh, showing them who's boss, which wasn't I think, uh,
0: projected. Exactly. I, I've got no issues with them coming over, but mm. it, it's not. You don't want it to decimate the DP World to further. You'd love it still yeah. to, to be able for them to utilize the ability to to fold between the two tours if they mm. want to. If you want to go back and play, mm-hmm. you, you know you can get your, your tick to go back. And obviously, they get the tick for French Open for Pavan or um, mm-hmm. for the national opens. It's easy, but. They want to go back and play a bigger event as long as it's not hitting up against a, a big event in the States, you would assume there's mm. no issues with them going back because these guys are, not you know, selling tickets. Um mm-hmm. and if it's a designated, elevated, whatever they want to call it event, you would assume these guys want to be playing in those in the States. So um yep. it's it's just making sure that it's not completely killing it. But it was good to see mm-hmm. it was good to see these guys playing well. Yep.
1: Yep, agreed. My my tip, Jason Day, uh had a weekend off so it's um very surprising. I don't know where that came cuz it's such a good course for him he's played there well all the time he puts the dots off it but yeah. uh not his week
0: no and coming to pebble this week he's got pretty similar form um so it could be one mm-hmm. where he might uh he might kick forward and and sort of play well there again but yeah, I don't know. It's a. It was a very, very, very funny one. Um, I really? expected him to play really well. He was definitely in the email as one of the top picks. Uh, so was Min Woo. Min Woo was a mm-hmm. little bit mm-hmm. shaky. He wasn't. Mm. He wasn't. He wasn't horrendous. He just didn't really do anything super good. And uh, final round, well, he
1: wasn't ideal. He had to eagle his um, his Thursday eighteenth yeah. hole to uh, to make the cut, which he yeah. did, which is which is nails. But uh, yeah, but yeah, and then he played it right over the weekend. But uh, but yeah, he was he was on the edge there.
0: Yeah, definitely. The only name that I would say to keep an eye on, um, one that I did like seeing sort of, I might say top of the leaderboard, he finished T13, Will Zalatoris. Mm, Zalatoris, mm. second event back after back surgery. Uh, he's obviously a superstar. He yeah. just needs to get the reps in. If he's playing an event like this and already finished T13 on a, on a course very, very long... Um. Yeah. Watch out. He he might find his form quicker than I thought he would. To be honest.
1: Yeah. No. That's a very solid return. And I don't know that anybody saw that coming after his first round at Sony, where he was no. uh, scratchy at best. So that's great to see.
0: And sorry, I should say one more one more shout out. I can't remember the gentleman's name that we bumped into in the in the King Island Bakery, but when the uh, the No Laying Up Boys asked him who his favourite PGA Tour player was. He said Patrick Rogers, <laughs> and we all fell over. <laughs> it was like Patrick Rogers, and half of us sort of didn't say Patrick Reed or you know yep. I don't know yep. Patrick Cantlay. None of yep. those are good answers. Patrick Rogers was <laughs> one out of the box, um, and it was because he's a lefty, so he loves lefties. Gotcha. So that okay. that was his theory. So we're like, up. Fair enough, but he said he was going to win this week, and he's finished T nine. No, I don't, definitely didn't yeah. have him in the pick, so no, he, well I'm done. sure he will be betting him. And uh, he did tell us that he had a really, really good win on Phil back at Kiwirua a couple of years ago. So <laughs> I can't remember your name, whoever you there are, you um, gentleman from the from from the bakery. But yeah, you were on fire that morning, so that was that was a good pick. There you go,
1: left field, left hander. Well done.
0: That's it. That's it. Well, that's it. Strokes came left hand. Who knows? Maybe it's a thing. <laughs> it could be a big thing. Uh, the other event that's on this week, which is still not finished, so we are sort of coming down to the pointy end, uh, is the, I'm going to try and pronounce this. We'll see how we go. Raz Al-Kaimar Championship in the Emirates. Uh, Thorborn Olsen, Thunderbear is currently leading by one. He did go into the final round leading over Rasmus Hoygaard by four. Uh, Rasmus is currently three under through five, and Olson is even par through five. It's a little bit scratchy. Ollison and the man in third, Xander Lombard, are both in the picks this week. So, we're right in the mix, but something tells me Rasmus is going to go and pinch it. Make up for his mm. brother getting uh, clipped in the PGA Tour this week by Pavon, perhaps. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, I'm going to be spending the rest of my night watching that one. Do you normally stay up and watch DP World Tour on a Sunday, or do you get time to do that? Uh, no,
1: but I should. Because I quite like watching the, um, well, at any any stage, really. But, um, but yeah, I just forget <laughs> as much as anything. So I'll, I'll lock myself into something else and
0: then I'll go, ah, oh, gee, I wish I was uh, doing that. But
1: anyway, I might uh, might have flicked that over after this. Uh, yeah, after we had stopped on the record, I'll uh, get on board.
0: Yeah, and I'll go and sit down on the couch, watch a little bit before I go to bed and get ready for going back to work, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to after a week <laughs> off playing golf in King Island. Really looking forward mm. to those emails. Uh, but we mm, will come back a, with the results on that on the email and and the email will still come out next week for next week's events. One mm. of which is it it it's always been a big event, the Pebble Beach Pro Am, mm. um, but it's one that probably was a bigger event back in the day with the movie stars and everyone knows celebrities. You get to watch Bill Murray play golf for four days straight. <laughs> this year is different. So this oh. year it is an elevated event. So running the numbers today and looking at all the data that I'm pulling in, um, there's only, on, only 80 players in the field. So only 80, Ooh, I think, I'm assuming, are getting in. I haven't pulled up the stats to find out definitively if, that, if that's the answer, but there's definitely only only 80 on the sheet. Um, but it is played across, the, still over the three courses. Um, so there will probably be, I'm guessing, some leaner tea times um, because you're going to have to play... Um, Actually, I'm just looking at it now. I should have said should have checked this before. And no, it's it's maybe saying two courses this time. Maybe they've taken it down just the spyglass yeah. and pebble beach, which would make more sense, 40 on each course. Mm. Um yeah. but yeah, you've got uh, normally had the three, you now pops, pops back to two now. I will confirm that. Um the big things to note that they've written here in the notes from the PJ Tour is it's been very, very wet, which is gonna probably mean it's gonna play a little bit longer. Um, the one thing to note for these courses, it is this probably the smallest greens on tour. It is the smallest average <clears> green size on tour. Last week, uh, Torrey Pines was um, tied for sixth. So, Torrey Pines long with with smallish greens. Pebble Beach got real small greens. Not a long, not a super long course, but you need to be hitting greens. Uh, if you're not hitting greens here, you're just not going to get close. So, making sure that's definitely going to be some of the stats that we look at for this week. The other thing the PJ Tour is telling me that there are two course golf dogs at Pebble Beach, which I really <laughs> find awesome. Paige and Roscoe. So big shout out to Paige and Roscoe. Um, <laughs> they're listed under key personnel at, at Pebble Beach Golf <laughs> Course, which I love. Uh, yeah. No. I've got the the senior senior assistant superintendents and assistant superintendents, and then it says golf course dogs, which is fantastic.
1: I, I can back it in that they'll be appearing loud and proud on the PJ Tour socials this week. They will 100%. be there, <laughs> and they'll get very excited about that. But uh, uh, no,
0: I, I love a good. Love a good course dog. So, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Dog. It's like a winery dog. Winery dogs yeah. are the best thing in the world. They've got books awesome. about it. Actually, there you go. So, Matt Mollica, there's another book for you. Matt, Matt can write <laughs> another book and maybe about golf course dogs. <laughs> People, someone but, will yeah. buy that book. I'd buy one. Yeah. Um, this week, like I said, small greens. So I want to see greens in reg, fringe in reg. Um, they're the things that I want to know that you can do well arm-in-arm arm with Strokes gain Approach. So if you're hitting your approach well, you're obviously hitting greens, and that's key. You want to be able to putt. I know I say that every week, but it does it does come come down to that that a lot of the time. But here we we also obviously want to make sure that we're putting on the right sort of green. So they're playing on power here at Pebble. So someone that puts on power better than bent kind of don't mind that. If you're a good putter and you're a good putter, but it does. There are definitely people that prefer certain grass over others. Definitely. Um, When I look at the stats, other than those two or three things. 18 or nearly 19% of your shots into the greens at Pebble Beach come from about 100 to 125 yards. So I definitely want someone that does that well. And then over-indexing on the 200 to 225-yard number. So about 15% come through there. So if I can get all those data dragged in, um, really start having a look at it, and that comes into the numbers. Strokes going off the tee I'm looking at um, as well, just as a you know something that kind of goes well here. But you don't really need to be long. You don't necessarily need to be long. Aff- Accurate, not African. Um, But you want to sort of have a good number there because when you look at the stats, it's something that, that always shines through. When I rank those names, I'm going to run through the top 15 for the people at home. Uh, on top, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McElroy, Victor Hobland, Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, Tyrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler, Tom Kim, Xander Shoffle, Max Homa, Keegan Bradley, Corey Connors, Ricky Fowler, Lucas Glover, and Tom Hoagie. Let me tell you, The big hitters are back, and it almost sounded like I just listed off the the official World Golf Rankings, because no shockingly, all the good players filtered to the top. Um, If you look at the guys that play well here, Cantlay's obviously played well here for an extended amount of time. He's had a fourth, a third, and 11th in the last three years, or the last three times he's played here, I should say. Uh, Max Homer obviously plays well West Coast. He's had his last three times here, four or five years ago, 7th, 14th, and 10th. The other one's the one we talked about before that stands out, Jason Day. Now, Jason Day had a run uh, where he didn't play here last year, but three years ago, his run finished with a seventh, and before that, it was fourth, fourth, second, fifth, eleventh, fourth. That's there's a lot of green there, so yeah, he strong. clearly likes playing here, as as Aussies probably have over times gone by. Played pretty well here. Um, that will be the main names I'll be looking at, and I'll be filtering it down a little bit once we sort of get it all nailed down. Final fields are in; um, no one's withdrawn to go to live um, and go from there. Uh, do you? Do you normally? Do you, is it an event you like to watch? Pebble Beach.
1: Yeah, it is. Just because it's Pebble Beach, as yeah. much as anything, I don't don't go much on the um, uh, the celebrity factor. So pulling that out will be nice this time around. So that's that's going to be fun. Um, like it's just. It's one of those courses that you know. It's one of the ones that yeah. was on all of the uh, the computer games growing up yeah. and all that sort of thing. So you do yeah. actually know the course, which is fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that and seeing the 18th hole that wraps around the um, around the water and all of those things. So yeah. I, I went to the course uh, in 1992. We, we had a family holiday over there. It was just before the uh, the US Open was there, so all the – the grandstands were up and all yep. that sort of thing. And some of the grounds crew were playing around there. They, they'd they been nice. given a sort of reward for doing well. So they could, uh, two of them were able to play the course. So I'd, you know, I've got a photo of me as an eight-year-old standing on the 18th hole, holding a, holding a big driver and getting a photo there. So nice, so yeah, so enjoy the course for those various reasons. You yep. uh, know, yeah, it should be fun to watch.
0: Agree. Um, I did list off the top 15 in my data. Um, a lot of those guys will be favourite. Probably just put a line through them. Let's be honest. You and I chat about this before we started recording. So, Pavon last week paid 150. Um, Chris Kirk at the Century was 300. Grayson at Sony was 1,000. And the Amex Dunlap was 550. Now, you and I tried to calculate this on the calculator. If you had a dollar on Kirk and then kept rolling it over, well, the calculator had already runs out of numbers it already comes out with an error so it was way north of 150 million dollars you have in your pocket if you picked every winner and started with a dollar um so Pultz who who did ask me that question on on instagram this week um <laughs> was was done like the biggest payer. Now it was still gracing at a thousand but yeah like i said on the on the podcast last week if you think you're going to do this and retire betting on golf nah, you're not so just please always gamble responsibly because if uh. you're doing it to make money and not doing it for fun you, you're crazy
1: yeah, well, I tipped Jason Day last week, so that's probably where I'd go for. Just yep. purely on the uh, Kazuma theory that you went through earlier, it, uh, it'll almost certainly pay
0: off. Yeah, exactly. Well, Minwe Lee, well, I backed um, this yep. week, so mm-hmm. um, I don't know if he's in the field this I, week. I don't see his not No, I don't think I saw him. So, yeah, we can't bet on him. Find someone else that I bet last week I'm not picking this week, and maybe that's the way to go uh, mm. because I, maybe I'll just be completely wrong. But, um, yeah, leaner field, the odds will be tighter. So the guys that are at the pointy end, let's just say a Rory will come up probably favorite, winning a couple of weeks ago. If it was 150-man field, he might come up at about 8 or 10. He might come up a little sharper than that, maybe 7 or 8, just purely because of the fact that it is, it is a stronger field. But just mm-hmm. with the less people in it, it's just going to sway the money a little bit more, would be my guess. Could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, that would be my expectation anyway for the event. Yeah, if I had to put a dollar on it, go on Rory. Yeah, no, Rory, Rory playing anywhere, um, never, never a bad bet. Maybe at the Masters. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Be rude, but yeah, no, he's he's good, good for three rounds. He is. Um, previous winners here. I mean, if you look at the last, you know, X amount of years, you have to remember not always an elevated ball at event. Mm-hmm. So you did have big names coming here, but uh, it certainly wasn't like this sort of field. Justin Rose, Tom Hoagie, Daniel Berger, Nick Taylor, Phil Mickelson. Ted Potter Jr., Jordan Spieth, Vaughn Taylor. So, and Snedeker won a couple of years in there as well. So I remember Brant Snedeker winning an event once. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which mm-hmm. one it was. But he went out early and made up like 10 strokes on the field that are all out in the afternoon and the wind went bananas. And I, whoever was out in the final group, I'd bet pretty heavily on. <laughs> I thought that, I think it might have been Jason Day. He might have been looking to hang on. And Snedeker went out early, shot a score, sat in the clubhouse for five hours and. Just collected a trophy while everyone out there died on a horrendous <laughs> afternoon to play golf. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. The other big event next week for you, Dick Open. You're going to try and get down there as well.
1: Yeah, we're going to try to sneak down for an afternoon. So that that'd be really good if we can get down to that one because I haven't. Uh, I went to Thirteenth Beach uh, probably ten years ago now. So I you know, that yep. really enjoyed the course and uh, what it's going to look like. But uh, yeah. I'm, Looking forward to hopefully getting down there and seeing uh, – I'll try to get along and have a look at a bit of uh, Kazuma and see
0: what he's like in the flesh. But, yeah. Well, Ross was talking a bit about him. He, he said he doesn't – I don't remember him – I don't remember – I've watched him through a few holes but didn't remember specifically. But Ross said his driver's not that long. Mm. But he – um, yeah. He's just when it comes to getting the ball ball in the hole, he's doing it better than everyone else. Mm. Absolutely. No, it certainly looked like Matt was a
1: good 30-plus 30, 30 metres past him for most of today. Yeah. And – um and Matt's always been a pretty strong, uh, well, very strong ball striker throughout yeah. his career. So it um that sort of played out. But uh yeah, I'll be interested to have a look at all the how the good players play.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh it is a bit of a different event. So obviously you have the women and the men playing, which is great. If you are anywhere near, I'll say Heads or Geelong or down that way, 13th Beach. Get down there, take your dog. You can walk around with the dog. It's it's great. Um you got 144 men, 90 women uh playing it's a 72 whole stroke event but there is two cuts there is a cut after 54 and then after 36 um so it is a bit of a different event um, but it is just so good to watch and the course is amazing both the courses that they play are really really fun courses um the beach course is exceptional down there um not recommend it highly enough as a course that you want to play but it's also a bit like you said before when pebble beach is a course you got to play tiger woods and you know yeah. inside out Nothing better than knowing a course that you've played, you know, twenty times, and then watching these these guys and girls play it, because it just shows you how bad you are. It just shows you like how far <laughs> away you are from playing the same sport. I remember last year I was lucky enough. Ross um, Ross got us an invitation mm. down to play the pro am. I think it was through Bushnell, and mm-hmm. um, we played with Tommy Powerhorn, and we got down to one of the par fives on the back side of the uh, beach course. Mm-hmm. And Tommy went to this tee box that I didn't even know was there. I mean, I would have played this course <laughs> 30 times. I yep. didn't even know this thing was tucked back into the tree <laughs> line. He was giving us 50 or 60 metres off the tee. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a, yeah, they really do trick it up for these guys and girls. Um, but it's just it's just great to watch them playing in course you know so well. Especially, It doesn't matter whether it's on TV or they're in the flesh. Like It's just really, really good to watch.
1: Yeah, no, agreed. I, when I was at Drummond Golf, I played in the Pro-Am there. Um Oh boy, and that was through Cobra, and uh, and that was good fun. That was a uh, couple of years ago now, twenty seventeen, something like that. But yeah. uh no, it's a good fun course to play.
0: It is. Um, the other one that's on in the DP World Tour is a Bahrain Championship. I will have picks for that out in the email. So if you do want the emailed tips out, it's free. if You want to listen to my gibberish and where my brain's going across a handful of events. Uh, 3 Podcast at gmail.com is the email to flick it to. And the other event that's playing, we believe, and I'm not going to – everyone keeps telling me I hate Live. I don't hate Liv, I just don't care, right? Uh, Live my is, and I'll say supposedly, playing this week. Now, they haven't finalised the teams yet. I've, I've went to the website to have a look. John Rahm's not even listed as a player on Live yet, so they've got a bit of work to do on the website. But um, it is this, this coming weekend. Uh, it will start Friday, uh, Mexico time. Uh, My ACOBA is a course I've played. Um, I did enjoy it. It's a resort course. It's a bit of fun. Um, You need to be straight. There's a lot of horse history there for guys like, off the top of my head, I think Ortiz has played well there, Pat Perez has played Mm -hmm. well there, and I want to say Charles Howell's played well there. Um, Now, whether that transfers over from their PGA Tour days, I have no idea. I will have a really, really quick look. If I remotely think there's something to look at or a bet or odds, I will put it in the email don't expect it every week it's just purely because i I don't even even though you're doing this for fun i'd rather give you something that's based on something i, I don't have any data like the stats that we get through from live just sort of tell you greens in reg or um who's made the most birdies which is great but there's nothing to correlate through to Maya Cobra itself or you know specific stats so it, it's not something that i'd rather you know I'd rather have something to look at and really draw a conclusion rather than just having a guess, stabbing in the dark, and putting it in an email. So, I'll probably go back and have a look at some myco form from from times gone by. Will you be watching? You'll be loving live, live lover. No, uh, yeah. Look, I'll I'll certainly see.
1: It. I'll see it on well, actually, even on the socials. They don't pop up all that often, but we'll. I'm sure I'll hear from. Um, some of the um live live fans out there. Yeah. What's what's going on and why and how and that sort of thing. But but yeah, it is a it's hard to take take it completely seriously when they don't have all their players listed on the website, uh four days out or whatever it is. Mm. But um but no I'll be I'll be interested to see how Ram goes, certainly. Yeah. So I'll um I'll follow to see whether he does what he should do and um, don't basically him. wipe wipe the floor. But yeah. we'll um we'll see. I mean they're there's plenty of good players um, over there, but it'll be uh, yeah, a good test.
0: It will be, and it's not, like I said, it's not a bad course. It's not a it's not a great course. It's past Palum, so it is a little bit different, It's a bit sticky, especially with your wedges. So um, mm-hmm. the guys that have played there before definitely have a little bit of a leg up. It is a bit different, a bit Kia. What Kia was the same grass, so maybe mm-hmm. if goes well, I'm not sure. Um, it, it, yeah, not really, not sure how it's going to go. Those teams haven't been filled out, like you said. One guy that did jump. Last week was Morong, so Adrian Morong. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Probably a, I'm, I love Adrian Morong. I think he's a superstar. Uh-huh. I, I loved watching him win the Aussie Open here two years ago. Probably um, more just disappointed the way he's done it. I mean, if you knew you weren't playing Tory Pines, don't don't sign on and then pull out the day before. Like, just
1: yeah.
0: don't sign on or figure out something the week before or Cool and sick. I don't know. Just don't know how that helps <laughs> someone else's preparation. I mean whoever got in would have been wrapped if they got in. Mm. But um yeah, if you're gonna go, just go. I don't know why you'd wait around to the last second to, to announce it or just to jump. Um maybe maybe it was just the money was too good, whatever they whatever they got in to get across, not sure. But um
1: yeah. yeah. I think that they probably got him at a um not a fragile moment, but um the the way it was all dealt with with the um uh, not that David with the Ryder Cup selection, yeah. Uh, certainly, I'm sure hurt him, and uh, I think he probably felt as though he was owed a spot on that, given the way that he played and all yep. of the various national opens that he won on the way in. So it was probably an easier conversation for them to to have to convince him to come over. But, yeah. So that'll that'll be another interesting one to see how that um, that plays out. And there's certainly been some rumors as well that Lucas Herbert will be going across, but that's. Not being confirmed or denied by no, I think Lucas a, himself, which is generally a confirmation. So no, I, think <laughs> we'll
0: yeah. I think uh yeah. I'm happy to uh I'm happy to confirm without confirming that Lucas Herbert's 100 percent going to go and play for Live. Um yeah. he's gonna go play for the Rippers. But um Moronk, I mean, he's he's had a good good start to this year. Um mm. played pretty well in the Middle East, uh, was in the picks this week as someone that could play well, like Rio mm. Hitsasuna who came off the a handful mm-hmm. of Aussie events, a bit like um, a bit like who we thought would go well. So, disappeared early. Like you said, if it was a Ryder Cup that annoyed him, go and do it. I mean, there's nothing stopping him mm. from playing in those European events anymore. If you're a writer, if you're a live player, we've seen guys do that. Yeah. Him has done that. So go then. Why wait till why into Tory and then wait till the last second? It wasn't a designated event. It's just a bit a bit odd. Mm. Um. I can't imagine that they made him an offer then. That they hadn't already made him something before. Yeah. Maybe they tuned up the number a little bit. Not sure. Yeah. The other one's Anthony Kim. So Anthony Kim, Yeah. <laughs> God, he's like, a, he's like a unicorn, a mythical creature that that everyone just remembers being a freak, which he, he was an yeah. absolute freak. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be confirmed that he's definitely going to play somewhere. He's been working on the game. Yeah. But no one knows whether it's going to be live or whether it's going to be PGA Tour. Um, mm. I don't know. I I haven't looked into his medical exemption or where he's at, but I can't imagine that he can just walk back onto the PGA Tour. He would have to go and qualify somehow if he doesn't have his card anymore because it's been a long time.
1: Yeah. I, I, he would immediately get as many sponsors exemptions That's as true. he wanted, but I think even they're limited and they wouldn't get in, into the top tier events and all that sort of thing. And I believe or at least years ago when he first went through his medical Um, payout he and and it was so north of 10 million bucks that he got for the uh, the medical payout so that would all be have to be repaid yeah so i can see that that would be an incentive to go to live where you get the upfront payment and uh and he's away he's uh so back to be uh made whole again i guess yeah um but uh yeah so it would make financial sense for him to go there it's It'll be up to him. I'll be really interested to see how he comes back as to whether he mm. can come back and hit the ground running or whether he comes back and he's like you would expect to be rusty after you know 10, 12 years off and yeah. all those things away from anything competitive. So, 100, yeah, we'll
0: see. He's well just looking up his uh, OWGR now. So, he's not ranked on the OWGR. His best ranking was six for, for all of you kids mm-hmm. at home, um, that don't know what on earth we're talking about because um, Will and I are old and. Remember this guy? He hasn't really, he hasn't played since, um, what, 2012 as an example. Yeah. So we're talking uh-huh. 12 years since he's played professionally, yeah. uh, and his his best performances. So he won the Ochovea Championship, Shell Houston Open, and the AT and T. Finished third at the Masters. Now that mm. one of those rounds, if it wasn't that year, he had like 11 birdies in the one round. Yes, yeah, he still so holds that record. That's. That's pretty good golf. You know, let's 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 get straight to that's, the point. Eleven birdies in a round anywhere is good. At the Masters, is really nice. That's that's yeah. That's, that's outrageous. That is. is that is golfing your ball, as they say. Yeah, probably that and um his Ryder Cup match against Sergio, where he slaughtered yeah. him, were the two things mm-hmm. that I think most people remember that don't remember Anthony and his belt buckles. He had those really cool, that boys, was- massive like <laughs> cowboy belt buckles with AK yeah. in. Bedazzled on, <laughs> it's ridiculous. yes, hundred percent.
1: That's that's definitely going to get a fair run as well. When on the socials, when he when if he comes back, yeah, he will uh, he'll sell out of uh, ginormous belt buckles. It's true, it's true.
0: Look, I'd love to see him play on the PGA Tour. If you guys and players leave, good luck to him. Um, again, people will make it like it's the end of the world. It's a guy that hasn't played in twelve years. Who knows how he's going to go? Mm. Um, but again, I'm really not sure where his medical exemption is. That I can't imagine that he's got an injury that holds him for 12 years and he can just come back when he wants to like you said he can play he can get those sponsors exemptions um but i can't imagine he's gonna be able to get he's gonna have to monday qualifying to either the pga tour or maybe the corn ferry events i don't really know how it would work i can't imagine that it's easy i mean if you look at guys like you know dave micheluzzi who has a dp world tour card he's can't just go and play any DP World Tour event. So I don't know how I think mm. he would walk onto the PGA Tour. So um, so if anyone out there knows, please uh, flick us a note and, and let me know how it, it would work if he does want to come back and play. Mm. That's all i got, mate. Did you have anything else for the people mm. at home? No, that's pretty much it.
1: Yep. It's um, it's starting to heat up. and starting to become real golf. It's not just sort of the first couple of warm-up events. So I'm uh, excited to see how this – Season start to arrive. I'm looking forward to the next update for how many sleeps it is between now and the Masters. That's always oh. fun when those little top ups start to uh, tick over. So it's, it's got to be, be close now. To,
0: it's got to be coming up to a hundred. The hundred day mark must be coming uh, up very soon. Was it already less. past? Is it? Yeah,
1: less than that. It'll be because it's we're just about into Feb, so it's it'll be about seventy. I reckon.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because we to be second week of um second week of. April. Mm because mm-hmm. i'll be missing it yeah. i'll be flying from new york out and uh yeah i don't have to mention that so i'll be there i'll be at the houston open um yeah. but i'll be flying to new york for the week after and then right when masters week is starting i'll be flying out and getting home because why would you want to be in america for the masters i'd, I'd much better <laughs> be in melbourne watching it in the pitch black of night of um, like you said it is warming up so pebble beach this week Phoenix Open next week, really big event, obviously, for anyone who likes a beer. And then Tigers Tournament, Genesis. So mm. be very interesting to say, I mean, I can't imagine Tigers going to play. Maybe he yes. is. Who knows? We'll probably only, well, we'll find out in a couple of weeks' time when the field's come out mm. on a Saturday. Um, but, yeah, he definitely would be able to play if he wants to. But, mm. um, yeah, that, that they've got a few coming up. Then we've got a few lean weeks um, toward the end of Feb and start of March before we get into you know Arnold Palmer's event and the players so yes mm-hmm. the big the big events are here the designated elevated whatever they want to call them events are all, are all here for the money yes cash cash is flowing that's it fun <laughs> times
1: fun times for the guys who don't need
0: it no exactly We'll be doing shows every week, even when I am traveling, which I will be doing through March overseas. I'll make sure to get something out. We will be getting some guests coming back on in the next little bit, but you will still be hearing Will ad hoc here and there, which we do appreciate. Um, if you do have any questions or anything, let us know. Um, Instagram, uh, X, or Twitter. Uh, if you want the email, three part podcast at gmail.com, flick us a note. If you want any seven mile merch, which you saw Maddie Goggin running around in this week, hit up Will at Seven Mile Shop. I said my golf shop. Yep. Yep. Get on board. That's it. He's going to get some buckets in soon. Don't take the XLs because I want one. <laughs> They're um, on their way. Good. Good to hear. Um. That's it, mate. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it.
1: No, perfect. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Mike.